you guys listening to this who live in Canada, hello, what's going on up there? Welcome to the Barnhart Podcast. This is a very, very special edition. This is episode number 163. And we have today um, two guests, one you know and one that you haven't met yet. We have with us this week um, Nurse Claire. Um, and we're always delighted to have Nurse Claire. But this episode, I think, is going to be is going to be something that that goes down. If I not not to not to inflate it too much, but goes down in the annals of history because we have Julie Kolarafi, who is the lady who has done just yeoman's work um, in in researching and and demonstrating the um, the horrors of what's going on in terms of um, pharmaceuticals that are being developed using um, humanized mice, which as it turns out, the way that these mice are humanized is with aborted fetal tissue. And um, Julie has done, like I said, just yeoman's work on all this. She has all of the receipts. And this is something that it, it seems pretty clear to all of us that people, even, even people of goodwill on the right, on the far right, in the pro-life movement, simply do not, they do not have this information. Or if they do have it, they, for whatever reason, have not understood the gravity uh, the enormity of the horror of of what this is and so um nurse claire welcome how are you i'm good i'm so glad to be here on the feast of the holy innocents what a timely topic for this day. exactly yes it was it was so funny when you sent me a message and said um, we're doing this on Tuesday, and that's Holy Innocence. Well, like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. And Julie, Miss Julie Kolarafi, what what a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming on today. Oh well, thank you. It's a great honor. <laughs> great oh, honor to be here. <laughs> well, thank you. It's a it's an honor to have you on, and just the work that you've done has has been absolutely incredible. Now, um, you know, Nurse Claire and I, <laughs> I hope you don't feel like you're being interrogated because we're just going to be we're going to be peppering you with questions and going back and forth. Um, but I suppose the first thing that you should do is you should just let people know who you are, um, what's your background, and, and how in the world did you get involved with being the person who is exposing this, this global um, conspiracy and catastrophe? The humanized mouse uh, uh, a person. I, I, yes, I, um, I, I, Homeschool. I homeschooled my children. I, I got. I, I mar married my husband. Um, we, we we met at Christendom College in Virginia, and okay. then we had six children. And then I homeschooled them. And then we. Um, then I, I'm also writing a Latin series for um, elementary school, um, elementary grades Catholic Latin series. And then I I'm also involved in. Um, I play the organ at St. Josephat's uh, Latin Mass Parish in the Diocese of Brooklyn, and we have a choir, and my children, or two of my children are in the choir, and, and we have a, that's, that's like our, 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 our greatest joy is, is singing for the Mass, you know, so, that, so we, um, we, we, love, we love doing that so much, and um, 
and then uh, how I got involved in uh, the humanized mouse um, uh, issue is uh, I was on Twitter um, and a friend of mine, um, he was approached by someone saying, when, when Trump took the Regeneron monoclonal treatment, um, sh she asked my friend, she said, is, does this have uh, fetal cells in it, like the fetal cell stem line? And my friend didn't know, and he said, "Let I, I don't know anything about it." He said, "I don't have time to look into it." So I, <laughs> I popped in and I jumped in. I said, "Oh, I'll look. I'll, I'll see what I can find out." You know, so uh, so I started providential, looking. Providential, <laughs> providential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I start. I started looking, and it, that was about a year ago. Well, more than a year ago. And and just the more I read, it led to other things and other things. You know, the trail just kept on going on, and it's still going on. I can't believe mm -hmm. how how much I found and. And, and what, what upsets me the most is that the pro-life organizations don't seem to be interested in this at all. And yeah. nobody seems to be talking about it right now. They were very interested in the humanized mouse um, industry. Um, and, and how, it, like in 2019, right before COVID hit, they were, you know, they were really active about it. They were talking about it all the time. And then as soon as COVID hit, it just silenced on, the, on that issue. Nobody's talking about the humanized mouse issue. Well, isn't isn't that interesting? Because it seems to me, and we're seeing this, not just in terms of this, but in terms of everything related to COVID, is that people, I don't want to say these people are people of, of bad will or, or malignant people. But if these people think that they're at risk of dying of some Chinese plague or something, that they're willing to turn a blind eye, maybe, um, you know, whistle, whistle and look at the, look at the ceiling and just kind of pretend that they're not hearing because they and we're, we're going to get into this. In fact, this is going to probably going to be like the 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 peak of, of our discussion is um, they they themselves want to have a pharmaceutical solution to all this. They want to have a magic potion. And if it turns out that their magic potion um, is not is not morally viable, isn't it interesting that there are there's a non-trivial percentage of them who it seems to us just by observation are willing to look the other way on this. And that's that's really disturbing, <laughs> really disturbing indeed. Yes, the only thing I, I can see where they talk about humanized mice is, is there was an experiment in the University of um, uh, Pennsylvania where they're, they're putting um, scalps, you know, from, from the aborted babies onto mice. And that's the only thing I've seen about humanized mice since COVID started. I mean, for the pro-life um, organizations and the, uh, that's, that's the only thing they will talk about is that, that little issue. They won't talk about how it's related to the COVID research at all. Mm hmm. I I don't know. Do, do is it possible that they suspect that if they come out and say, no, you cannot have these monoclonal anti antibodies, you cannot participate in this, that they're that they're afraid that their donor base is going to get mad at them. That's that's it really is a fascinating thing in, in a in a bad sense, in a macabre sense to watch the corrupting influence of money and these these groups and these organizations who are dependent upon basically fundraising is that they they have to be telling their audience what their audience wants to hear or so they think. And there's just a real reluctance on a lot of, on the part of a lot of these groups to wade into territory if they suspect that their donor base is is going to be angry and leave them and and not want to be hearing it it's it's that's 
we see that in all kinds of facets, not just in the church, but in all facets of life, that it's, it's people are, are just absolutely slaved to money and how how truth is spoken and nurse claire i'll bring you in here because i mean on this tangent alone you we already have done hours of podcast recording and, and you could continue to tell stories about how corrupt the um the medical services industry how how corrupt hospitals are yes Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I, yes. what more can I say? Um, you know, there's a lot of financial incentives tied into much of what is happening at the moment. But with regards to um, the humanized mice and the monoclonal antibodies, uh, my what my radar went off um, with the Trump administration, with Trump taking Regeneron and how the pro-life community was so defensive of that and yeah. so yep. dug in yep. and insistent that there was no um, immorality involved in that, that, that Regeneron was ethically sourced. And you could find directly on the Regeneron website that they use leftover embryos from yes, in vitro it's, fertilization. It's right and, there. It's right, yes, yep, it's right there. Yet, yep. um, these organizations like the Charlotte Lozier Institute were just dug in on defending that. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I'm sorry to say this, I'm sure it will offend some people, but I have to be honest, how about Ron DeSantis in Florida, mm -hmm. yes. you yes. know, yes. and his championing, champion, championing of mm -hmm. um, the monoclonals and people are just, they refuse to think that these politicians that they have fought so hard for and have like really hitched themselves to these guys wagons they refuse to believe that these politicians would betray them and that these you know trump and desantis are these pro-life champions and and that i don't think i think we're going to show here that's not necessarily the case and can I just say, at long last, after all of these years of the pro-life movement being bait and switched and betrayed and sold out every single time, you're still going to fall for this. You're still going to fall for, well, if Ron DeSantis says it and he's pro-life or, or Donald Trump, I mean, I'm, we could go off in the weeds on this. But, you know, in 2016, when I was telling everybody, you know, guys, Trump, he was in professional wrestling, literally just a matter of a few years ago. The word they use is called kayfabe. When you have a public persona that it's it's a it's a complete um, it's an act. It's a total act. And then, you know, behind the scenes, the good guys and the bad guys, they're all friends because the show that's put on is with professional wrestling. It's all fake. It's performance art. It's choreographed. It's, it's almost a form of dance and, and you know, uh, show acrobatics. And Trump is involved in this, and now you're not getting it that they're all friends behind the scenes and they're all holding hands. And sad to say, a lot of people had got a wake-up call. When was it? Last week when Trump did the Candace Owens interview and is sitting there shilling for the death injections. You're stupid if you don't get it. Um, still still trumpeting how wonderful everything is and, oh, they're completely safe and on. And, and you know, people are calling him out. Alex Jones, who, again probably CIA, but I don't trust him any farther than I can throw him by his eyebrows. Um, he came out and, de and denounced Trump and said, look, e either you are just pathologically ignorant or you're one of the most 
evil human beings alive. But it's got to be one or the two, because one of the two, because there's no possible way that you can look at all of these, you know, kids, young men, athletes just dropping dead. They're now saying that in the United States alone, there's 150,000 dead from the death injections. We're, we're more than a third of the way towards the total death count United, of, of the United States military in World War II. I mean, we're, we're approaching that, and we far exceeded, I think we've more than doubled Vietnam at this point in terms of people that have been killed by the death injections. Um, and there's Trump spewing it, continuing to go, why didn't he fire Fauci, oh, blah, 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 couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And people are realizing they've been played all along, but still, okay, we need to, we need to be aggressive and get out in front of people so that they cannot deny this anymore, that Regeneron, the monoclonal antibodies, all this, this stuff that is literally made out of dead babies. And it's not, it's not even that we're talking about testing it, it's just merely tested on a fetal line from um, a little boy or a little girl who were who were murdered in the womb 50 60 years ago no th this stuff is made out of dead babies and that's why david daladin and all those people have this hidden camera footage of these planned parenthood ghouls sitting around negotiating the price of dead baby body parts you know like 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 they're negotiating the price of 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 commodities or something and, and because that's exactly what it is it's it's the commodification of um infant body parts um harvested by planned parenthood and sold for profit to create these drugs now we need to get we need to get into this so um how so you kind of covered how you discovered that um the humanized mice you, you jumped in on on a twitter thread and just fell down fell down the rabbit hole <laughs> um so it, you know just take it let's just start from the beginning and give everybody just a, an overview primer on all this first of all when did it begin oh well well it was with the regeneron treatment when trump came out with his um you know, after, after he'd been at the Walter Reed Hospital, he mm -hmm. came out that next morning, and he's standing there doing this um, advertisement for Regeneron, you know, so yep, yeah. he calls it like a, a, mir a miracle cure and a yeah. blessing from God and all these things. <sighs> so, um, so then uh, I, I started looking into that. I think it was True News that I, I saw them on Twitter. They were, they were having a debate with Dr. Tara Sander Lee of, the, of uh, Charlotte Lozier Institute. And she was, she was saying, there are, there are no, no human embryonic stem cells or human fetal tissue were used to produce the treatments that Trump received, period. And so they took it, the True News took issue with that because they had, they'd been reading what the Democrats were saying. The Democrats were saying, oh, like doc, Dr., uh, Senator Ted Lieu, he was saying, um, if, it, if it weren't for, um, he, sa he said, um, let's see, where did I have that? Oh, I, I wanted to give you the quote. He said, uh, uh, um, oh, I, he said, I support this research and Trump and Amy Coney Barrett um, do, do not, uh, do not. And he said, but but that that treatment, that uh, em embryonic stem cell research, was used to um, produce the um, the Regeneron. And he and Ted. Lew so the de the Democrats essentially blew blew the whistle 
on themselves on on the entire paradigm in a certain sense saying essentially just kind of mocking and chiding trump and saying ha ha see even you use um even you use embryonic and fetal and fetal parts in your pharmaceutical treatment yes that was all all over twitter that the, the the democrats were just having a field day with that yeah. you know they were they were just everywhere you know talking about that and so i started looking because they 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 would they print they would um put put up the um regenerons they would post regenerons um statement that they they made in april of 2020 that they said they relied on uh, stem cells from adult human stem cells and also stem cells from uh, IVF derived embryos. And those are the embryos, as you said, discarded embryos from um, yeah. after in vitro fertilization. So it says in their statement that that's what they used. And so that's the Democrats just pulled that you know press statement out and said, yeah, see, see, it, that's what they use. And so then, uh, but Charlotte Lozier Institute, they, 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 they just dug in and they said, oh no, no, they, they don't use that. Um, they, they, their, their mice are not humanized with that. And so I, I, I started looking into that and, and found out, and oh, another, and another thing, um, a, a professor um, from uh, the University of Nebraska, he had an online Twitter debate with Dr. Tara Sander Lee. And he, he told her that in the, um, in the scientific study that Regeneron had published their own study, they they admit use you know they they state that they use the HEK two ninety three stem cell line to select anti antibodies, so he he was um, very emphatic about that and he he you know went into great detail showing how um, that it was used it was it was used to produce the um, the uh, treat the uh, cocktail. And it was it wasn't just used in research. It was actually used because it had to. That was the only way you can select the antibodies is with the HEK two ninety three stem cell line. So he said, if you select, um, if you select a few alternatives using this HEK ten uh, stem cell line to pr decide the composition of the material, that means that you used it to develop the um, the the um, drug. But the treatment. Yeah, I mean. Yes, so we got we have to make sure that we keep these things compartmentalized. There's the use of of the stem cell line, but what you have found and what you have the receipts on and what I think people have no comprehension of is what what the deal is with these humanized mice. Now, tell tell us about that. First of all, I guess the first thing we should do so that for the listenership is describe what it is. What is a humanized mouse? I mean, it, it sounds it sounds awful. Just you, you can tell that this is not going to be good, but go ahead and tell people the gruesome nature of, of what a humanized mouse is. Well, there's many different varieties, but uh, there's some that are, that are genetically engineered with um, when with the embryos, the, the mice embryos are genetically engineered, and um, but as uh, and then and they they claim they don't use any um, you know any fetal material with that kind of mouse. I think it's called a transgenic mouse. But then 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 there's different degrees. I mean, then then some they use uh, stem cells. Uh, embryonic human embryonic stem cells to um, humanize the mice and and then there's other uh, with other types of mice they use um, the BLT mice those are like the worst ones they they use uh, liver and thymus and, um, from a an aborted baby and they they 
they inject that into, they implant that into the mouse, and, and they um, replace, well, what they do is they irradiate the um, mouse's uh, immune system, so he, he no longer has a, the mouse no longer has a functioning immune system, and then they uh, implant the, the liver and the thymus, and, uh, and they create a uh, functioning a human immune system in the mouse. And then, uh, and then the, their super deluxe model that they use for um, resp testing respiratory um, diseases and respiratory drugs is the BLTL mouse, which is the uh, bone marrow liver thymus from a, a, a human embryo, uh, uh, aborted baby, and then human uh, fetal uh, lung tissue. They plant that on the backs of the mice, and they have these little patches of lungs, lung tissue, human lung tissue on the back of the mice, and they, they inject that with uh, viruses, or, or and then they test it with drugs and things like that. And that's their, that's their go-to model. That's their, uh, they use it in the, you know, with the, um, in military labs and things like that. It's, 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 it's their um, top, top secret um, uh, uh, mouse, humanized okay, mouse. Okay, so they've, they've got these mice, they have procured all of these dead children, they take the, the organs from the dead children that you just listed, liver, thymus, et cetera, et cetera. They implant, they, first they nuke the mouse so that he doesn't have an immune system. They implant this in, the mouse then uses the human tissue to regenerate an immune system. Then they, they inject those mice then with, say for example, COVID or coronaviridae. And do, do they then, they then harvest the mice, kill them, bleed them, and, and capture the antibodies that was created in the mouse's body? Is that correct? Um, well, well, for the monoclonal antibodies, what they do for Regeneron, what they do, how they humanize their mouse, mice, is, is you, can, you can see on their um, website, they have um, little videos about how they, um, little uh, explanations of how they um, humanize their mice. And so what they do is they take, um, it says modified stem cells, um, and they take those, which they said in their statement, they, they, they use from the IVF-derived um, embryos, they take stem cells from those babies, those little tiny babies, embryos, mm -hmm. and they um, modify them somehow. I'm not sure what they do. I think they put I don't know what they put in it, but um, I think it's called BACVAC. I'm not really sure what that is. But they, they put insert something in some the... bacterial um, genes from different bacteria is what they insert. Oh, into the stem cells, yes. And then they, they inject that into the mouse embryo, and then the mouse grows an, into, uh, it has a uh, humanized, that's how they humanize those mice. Um, that's how Regeneron humanizes their velocimmune mice. And, th and then they... Um, uh, expose them to the virus, and and they I think they take just take the blood from the from the mice, and I think they can reuse the mouse afterwards. I don't think that it kills them. I think they just take some of the blood, and that's because monoclonal Regeneron's monoclonal antibody cocktail contains two um, antibodies. One is a human antibody, which is from a convalescent human who's recovering from COVID, and then the other the other one is from their humanized. The other antibody is from the humanized mice mouse so uh, and then they and then they take the um, antibodies and they put them in um, Chinese hamster ovaries 
and and they <laughs> can, it can just re- gets better and better. <laughs> and, you can, I didn't see that one coming. Okay, and so Chinese hamster how, ovaries. Okay, and that, yeah. that's how they can mass produce the um, antibodies. And they okay. say it takes about okay. eight eight months. That the, way, the reason they use the humanized mice to create the antibodies be, is because they can make it much faster than getting a, uh, from a human. So that, that's how. So so how does this mass produced product? Um, how 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 is it manufactured? Is it manufactured in the Chinese hamster ovaries, or is it where where are they getting all of this stuff? How are they physically making this volume of product? Well, they they grow it in vitro, you know, in okay. in, the, in the lab in mm-hmm. um, in the Chinese hamster ovaries. That's how they pre- reproduce the um, the uh, the uh, antibodies, and then I guess they can then they clean it up somehow or whatever, and then they put it in the, um, in the cocktail. And their cocktail has uh, so many uh, horrible ingredients in it. I, I, it has, uh, you know, HEK293 stem cell uh, that, that, they, that they use to select the antibodies. They use fetal bovine serum and that that's just i mean that that that's really disgusting i that it's very controversial in in scientific communities they they even you know most researchers um use artificial bovine serum because the 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 real thing is 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 so disgusting so what they do with that is they take a calf embryo and uh un un, unborn you know a I don't know what what, what gestational fetal, age, fetal calf. a fetal, yeah, a fetal yeah. calf, and yeah. they um, and they they um, stab it in the heart, directly in the heart with no anesthesia, and they take the um, serum from the heart, the, the the still beating heart, and they um, and that's how they obtain it. So they kill they kill the the fetal calf, and so that that's the animal rights activists are really you know upset about that. And yeah, d- and for, then, forget about the dead babies. Let's worry. Let's worry about the veal. Yeah. Well, when, when uh, being coming from the cattle industry, yes, there's all kinds of stories about what goes on in slaughterhouses and abattoirs with regards to to um, fetal bovines and so on and so forth. But you know that's that's something else. That's completely different. different yes. um, so and they also have liver can- adult human liver cancer cells and green monkey kidney cells and guinea pig serum and then the Chinese hamster ovary. So it's like this, uh, you know, it's a, like a witch's brew. Of, it, uh, it's just what I was thinking. This sounds things, like you know. something out of a out of a spell book or something. This is just, and, then, and they also yeah. have the virus. You know, they have the, the the wild bat coronavirus. I mean, so it's got bat bat virus in it too. So it's like you know, it's it's got everything in there. Actual actual real coronavirus from bats, not the not the fake cover story that that Fauci and the Wuhan lab were using. Um, we're, we're, and we're getting there too. It turns out that um, this all ties into um, how it appears that um, that this whatever this COVID-19 is, that it was in fact genetically produced, put together brick by brick and was made specifically to be um ultra contagious among human beings so i think i think we tie into that a little bit later okay so <laughs> oh and so that, so then the composition of the um antibody cocktail so it, it's it's made the cocktails produced with the help of um the hek 293 stem line it's harvested from humanized mice that have been humanized with um ivf derived embryos and it's also been tested on uh on humanized mice that were that were uh humanized with fetal liver 
because Regeneron has a history of using a fetal liver to humanize their mice. They did that. The, the um, co-founder of Regeneron is George Yankopoulos. Okay. Kopoulos, and he's, he authored um, two studies in 2011 and 2017 where he used fetal liver f obtained from advanced bioscience resources. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but that, that was the uh, organ uh, aborted baby organ trafficking partner of Planned Parenthood that was exposed by David Daleiden. Right. This, yeah. So, yep. so they, so it states in the Regeneron's um, literature that they use the um, fetal liver from an ABR, you know, so mm -hmm. that's, that's like your little code. If you see that in a scientific study um, obtained from ABR, then you know it's aborted baby uh, right. organs, you know, so, so they, they've done they I mean, we, that. we literally have the receipts on this. We literally have the receipts and they publish all this openly. It's amazing and no one will pay attention. Nurse so Claire. just, just to pull it all together then, mm -hmm. Regeneron's monoclonal antibody cocktail alone, just Regeneron, I'm not talking about any other, the vaccine or anything else. How many aborted children are linked to this, just listening to what Julie said. So you have the human embryos that were leftovers from in vitro fertilization um, used to humanize the mice. Then you have the HEK293 um, fetal cell line. That was from a little girl aborted in the 1970s. And then you have the livers of only our Lord knows how many children used yeah. um, on the, the liver mice. So that this, monoclonal antibody cocktail this one treatment alone by my estimation has links to countless abortions yeah. countless children so clergy who are telling people that that this is okay um people in the pro-life movement who think that this is only we're only talking about the HEK293 fetal cell line, which came from one little girl in the 1970s, like this is not, th this is, nah, no. Th this has ties to multiple, yeah. multiple little souls who were executed. Yes. Well, and then you, we, I forgot to tell you about the testing, how they test it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw about this, but Drudge a few days ago put up a, yes. a, a link saying that humanized mice provide clue to why COVID hit some harder than others. And, and it, this link was up there like uh, over, overnight, and then, and then it suddenly disappeared. But um, I, uh, I um, looked, you know, I looked at that, that article, and they're talking about um, this study that was done in two, uh, 20, 2021. It was um, done with Yale researchers um, who are affiliated with Regeneron. It was actually conducted in a Regeneron lab and they have this humanized mice model that they use. It's called the MSTRG6 humanized mice. I always think of it as Mr. G6, but if that was their mm -hmm. humanized mice model. And it was um, humanized with, with uh, human fetal liver, it says right in their study. Um, and, and so that, that's what, and they, they use that to test the monoclonal antibodies. So, so they, so that you can add that on there too, Nurse Claire. So, yeah, so that I mean, they the, test it. They test it on humanized mice with, you know, with, with uh, mice humanized with fetal liver. The Mister G six. They're making mice. sure that that the use of the bodies of dead children 
is coming from as many different directions and vectors as possible, it seems to me. That it's just absolutely inescapable that this whole thing, it isn't, it isn't just that um, the, the tissue from the murdered children is one brick in the wall, it's basically the entire foundation of the entire thing. Um, so, I mean, in a certain, in a certain sense, and I think in a true sense, when you're talking about these drugs, you're talking about something that is far more grave than, and I hesitate to use the word mere, but the mere use of, um, two fetal cell lines from 50, 60 years ago to test something. I mean, we're into territory here that is absolutely ghoulish where people are, People, people on the right, pro-life people, are lining up begging to get these drugs, which are just concoctions of, of, of murdered children. I think it has the Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment uh, cocktail probably has far more fetal material in it than the um, the death vax. So it's at, and, well, but nobody fetal knows material, that. Fetal material certainly. I don't. I, and then it was tested on that. And, it, and yeah. But it's but it somehow became like the pro-life conservative. Of, um, choice of uh, treatment of choice, you know, or something. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Happened, but. I, I, I've seen I've seen that among people on Twitter, people that I talk to. They don't want to take the vaccine because of the link to abortion, but they'll happily take the monoclonal antibody, and they they have themselves convinced that they need the monoclonal antibody in order to treat their COVID or save their life. Guys, this is way way worse. Uh, the The link to abortion here is direct, um, and it's ongoing. Uh, as Anne said, this is not. Um, the fetal cell lines that were developed in the 1960s and 1970s, like HEK-293, um, what are some of the other ones, M MRC-5, um, which was an abortion in 1966, like those are, those are grotesque and egregious and we should never support those things. But this is, um, this is the abortion industry making itself relevant and necessary. And this, yes. when, when you look at the financial aspect of this and how much money they're producing off of one aborted child that they're selling the parts to this is why abortion remains legal i'm convinced mm -hmm. um th oh, yes, this is yes that's how they justify it and that's that's why i mean you see studies i mean that are done for like the university of north carolina um done in two, 2019 2020 two, two, uh, 2021 after the trump administration banned fetal tissue research but they but they're allowed to they they allow it in certain cases where it's like oh it's so important we have covid we have the deadly disease you know yeah. so we can we have to use our you know the fetal tissue for that so that's how they justify it and they just and they make it you know they, they, they just make that make, it makes it like they try to make it necessary like like you have to use this yeah, there's yeah. The, because because the mice speed things up, you know, when you use the mice, everything and the embryo, I mean, when you use the embryonic stem cells, the human embryonic stem cells, they speed up the research because they they grow. So that's their 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 prize quality is because they grow so fast, you know, so operation warp, warp speed. speed. Yes. So, yes, so that's yes. why they have to use it's, it's it's really like that's that's the speed part of warp speed comes from the embryonic stem cells. That's what I think. You know, that's what I'm starting uh, to think, you know, and that's why. So Every time, everyone listening to this, every time you hear Trump 
talking about Operation Warp Speed. It was fantastic. It was fabulous. You know, when you hear him say that, now you know what the speed in warp speed means. It means they used murdered children to speed up the process of, of creating antibodies. Now, Nurse Claire, we have in our notes that there is a connection here um, in terms of gain of function and, you know, all of that incredible crime against humanity that that it's becoming more and more clear every day that Fauci is is basically the father of um, launch us into that if you would nurse Claire well just reading the work that Julianne has or Julie has done um, I mean Julie correct me if I'm wrong but I gather that these humanized mice were also used in um, the the research and development of the vac of the virus. Um, oh, oh yes, that was an essential part of the um, creation of the pathogen of the SARS-CoV-2 pathogen. That was um, they they used um, Ralph Barrick. See, nobody ever talks about Ralph Barrick. It's always Fauci, yes. Fauci, Let Fauci. Us, but tell us who Ralph Barrick is. <laughs> yeah. so, so Ralph Barrick is is the um, is the pr uh, a professor um, at the University of North Carolina. He's a uh, of immunology and virology, I believe, or microbiology, and he's a, a um, an NI, and he's very connected with the NIH. He's received you know m many many grants from the NIH, um, and he he is instrumental in um, the gain of function. The gain of function research studies came from his laboratory. That's where it all started in 2015 and 2016. So he. He was, um, you know, experimenting with uh, making wild bat coronavirus um, transmissible to humans, and in in that in those experiments, he did one in 2015 and one in 2016. They're very controversial. Um, that they um, he he used a certain type of humanized mouse called the H HFH4 HACE2 mouse, and it's uh, it was humanized with. Um, the HEK293 stem cell line. It had they used fetal clone ser serum, and they also used uh, uh, the HEK293 stem cell line to select uh, the antibodies that they put in that mouse. So that mouse had a um, humanized sis uh, immune system, um, <clears throat> and so they 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 passed the um, wild bat coronavirus through those um, mice, I think it was like 15 times. Well, I think they did it like five times at the University of North Carolina or something like that. And, th and then uh, President Obama um, said, uh, uh, so, uh, somehow there was a, I think there was, there was a um, threat of a leak or they, I think one of the mice bit a researcher or something. And so Obama got nervous and he said, we gotta shut this down. And so he shut it down and, and then, um, it was and that's how it ended up in Wuhan, Wuhan, correct? So yes, then yeah. it moved, and then they kept um, they kept on with the process of Syria, uh, of um, passing the virus through the mice. I think they did it 15 times in, in, in total in, at the um, Wuhan Institute of Virology. But they used those humanized mice, you know. So that was that so was they're, they're essential. So they're reiterating they're reiterating the virus through the humanized mice, trying to get the virus to mutate in order to um, more efficaciously attack the, the human uh, the human genome. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So that that would be the gain of function. Function yeah. meaning lethality. Am yeah. I am I understanding more, that right? 
Yes, they're making it more uh, virulent, virulent to, to humans more. To yeah. humans, yeah. Okay. And all of that, I believe, if, if people really want to dig deep enough and go down a rabbit hole, I think you can connect a lot of that to funding that was underwritten oh, and yeah. signed off by Tony Fauci. Oh, of course. Yes. He's he the gatekeeper funny. of all funding, is he not? In the basically all medical research and pharmaceutical research, he he's the one who who's holding the purse strings. Yeah, yes, that's exactly. And the University of North Carolina is a big recipient of those NIH grants. So mm -hmm. and and then after so after they got their SARS-CoV-2 virus, then um, Ralph Barrick um, he created two mice models. He called them precision mice models, and that, that that's a, a very precise term. You know that precision m model. It means that you can custom design, uh, like you can uh, you can take a, a, a humanized mouse and you can customize its the, the drug treatment with that mouse. Like so, they even use them. I think they use them for cancer patients. They 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 put uh, tumors on you know on those. Uh, like they take the tumor cells from a from a from a patient in a cancer tumor, and they put it on those mice, and they develop a, a, a tumor on them, and then they uh, then they can treat the tumor, and they try different things on it. So, the, so those so the precision mice models that that Ralph Barrick made in 2019 at the University of North Carolina were two of them. There was a lung only mouse, which has is a uh, um, immuno immunodeficient mouse with two human lung patches on it on, the, on its back. And, and then the other mouse was the BLTL, which I talked about before, which is the liver, thymus, and human lung tissue on, on the mouse. So those were his, um, those were his go-to models, his super deluxe, you know, um, models that he was in 2019 before COVID had even hit. And, and it says in his study that he was going to use those to, uh, to um, grow, um, it's called pathogenesis, where they grow uh, bacteria or in viruses in the lung patches and then they test uh, test it with um, with um, vaccines and it was especially made for um, respiratory diseases and they list coronavirus and, and this was an, um, as one of the diseases that it could it can handle you know sure because uh, coronavirus doesn't affect uh, an ordinary mouse so you have to have a humanized it doesn't stick to it even even doesn't stick to um, most uh, humanized mice because it's it, they don't have the you know so so they have to have that's why he developed those models so that it, the um, SARS-CoV-2 would stick to them you know stick so to the, the human lung tissue to the was, human mm -hmm, lung yeah. tissue so it has to have human lung tissue on it otherwise it won't it won't really work you know they can't really grow the virus in, in a regular even a even an ordinary humanized mouse now I, I have a question that just it's it's kind of tangential, but maybe the listenership is is thinking this too, Nurse Claire or Julie, if either one of you have any information about this, do we know why it is that they're so insistent upon using fetal tissue in all of this? Why, for example, couldn't they use um, human lung tissue harvested from somebody who you know donated their body to science or something like that? Do either of you know why the fetal tissue is considered so "quote unquote" essential to this? What well, do you want to take that, Nurse Claire? I, uh, I, I would be speculating that you can't really use, um, you know, people donate their tissues and their organs, but you can't really use something that's deceased. You can't use dead tissue. Oh, that's that's uh, true. Would mm. be my speculation, and and these. Um, 
unborn children, their tissue is harvested fresh. Mm -hmm. um, and also a lot of, um, a lot of their tissue is also pluripotent. So it, yes. it can um, develop into different cells and it can regenerate itself. So uh, that, okay. that would be uh, my guess versus yes, it's, using- Yes, it's the speed and the speed factor. Yeah, <laughs> the from, speed factor. from so, so when they, when they a put dead the, adult. Yeah. yeah, so when they put when they put the fetal lung tissue, they, they plant it, implant it in the mouse, in the backs of the mice. It's 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 underneath the skin. It's subcutaneous, and then right. after a few weeks, it grows into it. It, it uh, expands. They say it uh, it takes to it uh, grows very quickly. It, it just adheres right to the mouse, and uh -huh. it just grows right in, and 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 it makes this this big um, little. I mean, for the mouse, it's a pretty big patch. You know that yeah. that. that so, and it grows very fast and you know of course they want that that speed factor you know so well it's just know, i just keep going i all i can hear now is trump is trump's voice in my head saying operation warp speed and it's like it's like we're being mocked with this it's it's almost like it's a and it would it wouldn't surprise me if we find out someday that this is that it was a mocking that they were mocking us with this goodness okay so um oh i'm sorry i wanted to i forgot to say one thing when mm -hmm. when at, at the woo Institute of Virology, when, when they took the, when they, they sent the um, project down there, they used mice from Ralph Barrick's laboratory. That's what they say in their, in their study. Dr. Xi, um, I can't remember her last name, Dr. Xi, the, the Chinese um, researcher down there, she, it states in her study that their, their mice were obtained from Ralph Barrick's laboratory. So, that, so th th there's there that connection go. again. And then, the and then he had those, yep. and he's, everything happened there. I mean, Ralph Barrick, um, signed a, a contract with Moderna in 2019 to develop the vaccine and test it there, and that's why he had those um, those mice models made so they could test it. When on that. when in 2019 exactly? I, I I believe it was October October. October wow I, wow I believe, yes mm -hmm. so I believe they've been working on the vaccine before long before. <laughs> Yep. yep. They, yes, they, they developed the pro prototype for the um, Moderna vaccine at the University of North Carolina. And the, we, wow, there's it's no, just one big happy family, isn't it? Goodness And, and I think he also has a contract to develop remdesivir, too. So And, and then they <laughs> tested the, the um, COVID-19 pill, you know, that pill, on, on the, the lung-only mice, Ralph Barrick's mice. So it's just one... You know, one big happy operation, like you said. I mean, that everything. Incestuous, yeah. Every yeah. step of the way, the Univer University of North Carolina is involved in Darth Barrick. Uh, isn't that And his humanized mice, and his humanized mice. And the mm. humanized mice are also in the Fauci emails, you know, the yes. FOIA emails. Yes, I, that's what I'm looking into now. I'm looking at all the different characters that are involved in that, those, that email chain. And they're talking about humanized mice. And most of it's redacted, heavily redacted. It's just big black boxes, you know. But, yep. but, the, but the, you look at the people that are involved, and it's really interesting. And that I think it, well, I don't know if you want to get into the, what they're doing in the University of Saskatchewan and Saskatoon, but I think it's in it that that's it's all part of that. That was the prelude. What what the email chain in the Fauci um, emails is is about moving that project to um, from tell North, a, tell us what those tell us what those Canadians are doing. Well, I I don't oh. know about this. Oh oh yes, this is this is really. Um, I mean, this is 
on an industrial scale, they're making uh, humanized mice on an industrial scale up there, hundreds of humanized mice, uh, the BLTL mice, the worst kind, the most gruesome mm -hmm. kind with the uh, liver, thymus, and the lung patches. They're making hundreds of those at the University of Saskatchewan. But those are Ralph Barrick's um, mice. You know, that was his model that he worked on in 2019, that he rolled out in 2019. And so, what what happened with that is um oh yeah this is quite a story it's like a it's like a detective story or something so uh it, what happened with that is at the rocky mountain laboratory in montana there the director his name is kim Hassenkrug, and he wanted um there was a washington post um article and a, a science magazine article in march of 2020 last year saying that Kim Hassenkrug is complaining that he couldn't um, make Ralph Barrick's um, specialized humanized mice to test to do COVID research. And he was like, oh, I need those mice. You know, that's so important. But the Trump administration won't let me because of the fetal ban uh, on the ban on fetal tissue research. So he he had gone, I guess he had gone to the um, the, the press and was complaining or something. So they had these articles about that and they said that the University of North Carolina had offered to um, give Kim Hassenkrug at the Rocky Mountain National Laboratory, they'd offered to give him three dozen of Ralph Barrick's BL, I, I don't know which kind, it was the lung only or the BLTL, he, um, to uh, Kim Hassenkrug um, so he could conduct experiments. They said they were about a year old, the mice were about a year old, but they were still good for three to four more experiments. And so, um, but the, but there was a problem because he said the, the um, Trump, it was the um, Department of Health and Human Services, I think, was was holding it up because they didn't they didn't want to, want to um, use they, they'd have their ban. So um, so what happened is that uh, he hasn't he had an assistant researcher at the Rocky Mountain Laboratory. Her name was Carrie Lavender, and she's a BLT mouse expert. She's conducted lots of uh, experiments on um, bone marrow, liver, thymus mice, and she's uh, she even developed a special strain of mice called the C57, I don't know, it's got this long name, um, mm -hmm. and, and, she, and they're black and they have pink ears and a pink tail. And that was her special strain of mice that she, that she um, developed to use for BLT mice construction. And so she was the go-to person for all that. So she said, um, well, she had already moved to Canada about a year previously because of the Trump administration's ban on fetal research. So she went to the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon, and that's mm. where she was. And so she said she offered to take the mice. That was the Washington Post article said she offered to take the mice and, um, and conduct her research there. And she was just trying to find out if she could get permission. So um, that was like la last year, in, like in March. So I, I've been trying to locate Carrie Lavender, see if she actually did, got, you know, got the mice. And finally, a couple, about a month ago, up to about, I guess about two months ago, I found, found out that she did go to the University of Saskatchewan and she, ha she was making, she was, she had a podcast where she was talking about um, all the mice that she was making. She had made 150 of the BLTL, or, or no, she didn't call them that. She said it was just a human lung mice. Um, but the con I found a contract that from the Canadian um, Institute of Health, and they had given her um, um, several grants to make BLT, specifically BLTL mice. So she, she, is, she is making them, she said she's making hundreds of them. They're testing them on a pan-corona 
virus uh, vaccine, and and that's that's what they're um, they're doing up there. So she's she's made by uh, August of 2020, she had made 150 mice, but she said several batches had failed. So that, uh, I think two batches had failed. So I think it was about 300 mice that she had made, but 150 of them didn't work out. So so she makes 300 mice at that rate of making 300 mice um, a every five months. I, I calculate that she's made about uh, 1,260 mice by now, mm -hmm. and 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 that would work out to be like one aborted baby a day. That's what I, I from what I've read in other studies. I, mean, I could be wrong, but I think they that would that would require um, fresh and never frozen fetal tissue f from one one aborted baby a day. Yeah. Yes. So that's what's going on up there. God, but those are the, but those are those are Ralph Barrick's mice. You know yes. that's his model. It, they they just went to Canada to end run to do an end run of the U.S. regulations. That's yeah. That's it's obvious what they did. I mean, what what can Western Canada basically functions as a as a territory of the United States anyway. So I mean, and I know uh, there are probably can you hear the Canadians screaming just now as I said that? But I mean, <laughs> they admit it too. Everybody knows that it's true. So it was just a way for them extra legally to to get around it. And I'm sure I'm sure there's probably U.S. money flowing into that. Oh, I'm yes. sure. If they, Chinese yeah. money, Chinese money too. We, there's a Chinese connection. A definite. Chinese connection with all of this, it's it's, it's like a huge spider web. You know, like, so they have they have like three NIH trained scientists up there um, that have come from um, America. You know, they they were trained at the Rocky Mountain National Laboratory, and they're up there involved in this project. And they have this this gal named Angela Rasmussen. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's a huge uh, uh, defender of Fauci's policies, and she's very active on Twitter and everything. And she's a, a virologist from Columbia University. She was from, and then she went to Georgetown University, and then suddenly she was whisked up to um, the University of Saskatchewan. So she's involved with that project too. The the and she has Chinese connections. Her boss, um, Dr. Ian Lipkin, um, is it was was given many awards by the Chinese government, and and he's he's. Um, for helping them with the um, the SARS <coughs> epidemic, so he helped um, set up the hospitals and things like that. And the hospitals that um, he set up, they give money to the University of Saskatchewan. They're a, I think they call them, a, uh, they have a, a, a um, some kind of a partner. I can't remember what the name, the term. So it's like a very privileged, special partner that they're, they're that the University of Saskatchewan is linked to the um, a hospital in um, China. And they give them money, and the um, Chinese vaccine company gives them money. So this is all—it's a—it's got a lot of, uh, and then DARPA that that that's involved too because Angela Rasmussen was a, um, a uh, she worked for DARPA on on, on several What's projects. DARPA? What's DARPA? DARPA is the um, the uh, department for. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. The DTA, DTRA, and uh, oh, DARPA is the research arm of the Army of the U.S. Army. It's the research um, agency. And then she was from. She worked on projects for DARPA and DTRA, which is the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. So um, that was her her big specialty. And now she's up there working on this the same project involving these um, humanized mice. And so she, she, um, her big thing is that the um, coronavirus is um, is is um, 
is present in the animals. That's where the animals are, are the reservoir for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, um, we have to, that's where all the emerging variants are coming from because the coronavirus mutates in the animals and, and, then, it, and then it's passed to humans. So that's, th that's their big theory is that they, they're pushing that as the origin of, of the SARS-CoV-2 epidemic, that it came from the animals, you know, it came from the bats, it, it escaped from the wild bat cave or whatever, and then the-, the, um, the Bat soup, markets, bat soup, yeah, yes. Bat yeah. Soup, yeah. <laughs> so so the, they don't want every, I, I, I think it's a, a way to distract from the fact that it was probably a lab leak that caused oh, the um, the SARS-CoV-2. So, so she's a big proponent of that, and and they're they're tr they're working on um, vaccinating uh, a pan coronavirus vaccine for humans. You know, which will be the mother of all vaccines, and uh. it will wipe out coronavirus and all the virus variants. And and they're also talking about funny. Doing they've that been to they've animals. been trying to do that. They've been trying to do that for what 60, 70 years now, and. Every other time they've tried to do a coronavirus vaccine, it has resulted in anti antibody-dependent enhancement, which is what it's theorized we're seeing happening right now, because all these people who have had that death injection are now are now getting sick. Um, and or just outright killed there are many there are numerous studies and non veni mark was the guy who in our circle at least who who broke this news back in july of 2020 you've got documented research that they're they're trying to make coronavirus vaccines and they have experiments done on cats and they have experiments done on i believe mink and and every single animal was killed by the oh, attempt. Oh, yes. Every yes, the single animal. Ferrets, 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 exactly. Ferrets, it was yes, ferrets, ferrets, yep. It was Every the antibody-dependent enhancement phenomenon yeah. where, you know, they created antibodies from the vaccine, and then when they were exposed to the virus in the wild, they had a massive cytokine storm that, that killed them. Their mm -hmm. immune response was overwhelming, and that's that was oh, the, wow. Uh, wow. that led to the demise of those animals and the, you know, idea that the vaccine was just never able to be created yet here we are i mean it's it's we there's the old saying hey you know you're looking for the cure for the common cold that it, with the thought that oh that would make someone a billionaire if they could come up with the cure for the common cold there's a reason why that's a saying it's because it's it's not functionally possible something about coronaviridae they they cannot be made into a vaccine and that's I'm convinced that that's why this Corona scam operation, why Coronaviridae were specifically chosen, because they mutate so quickly and because they are they are literally impossible to vaccinate against. So you set up a paradigm which which is exactly what we're living through right now, where you've got you've got a paradigm set up where people have to keep going back and you have to keep telling people, well, you need another shot, you need more, you need more, and now fuse it together with what we're talking about here with these treatments. Um, oh, the only hope that you have now is you have to go get these uh, monoclonal antibodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they, they've, what they've done, what Fauci has done, is they've just created a market. They've created a multi-trillion dollar market that presumably is never going to end and presumably is also going to be used in order to um, you know, take over economic control tying people's um, status with regards to what what death injections they have or had have not received to their ability to 
do any sort of financial transaction. We're already seeing that people are people are being blocked from, you know, going into into restaurants, so on and so forth. That's just the very beginning. What where it's eventually going is the financial side and controlling people's ability to spend money. Listen to listen very carefully to that their ability to spend money, not their ability to have money, their ability to spend it, which is exactly what it says in scripture the mark of the beast, and man will not be able to buy or sell without the mark. It's not that man will not be able to have any money. It's that he won't be able to spend it. And that's, that's the point, that attack on fungibility, so that it doesn't matter, you know, you, you think you're golden and you've got seven figures in cash sitting in various and sundry, you know, money market accounts and deposit accounts and so on and so forth. It, it, it's not going to matter if the government says that you're not allowed to spend it because you haven't gotten your injection this month. And so that's what they've done. They've created, they have created a market out of this stuff. And for the people who are savvy to the death injections and won't participate in that, well, we'll have you beaten down the door to get these monoclonal antibodies and have you swearing up and down that that's the only way you can survive. And so it's, and, as the point that I make in almost every episode when we're talking about this stuff, you got to pull back the focus. You say, who is, who's running this? Who's the key player? It's not Anthony Fauci. It's not Bill Gates. It's not the United States government. It's not the Chinese Communist Party. You have to pull back even further. Who's ultimately running this thing is Satan. That's the big overarching concern, and that's why there's this obsession with getting people to inject these substances that are made out of murdered children into their bodies because it's child sacrifice and it's it's satan wants everybody participating in that cult of child sacrifice ultimately to him the, these children are are being sacrificed ultimately to satan and he wants 100 percent participation in all this so that's basically where we are well, that, that's why I'm so concerned about that project at the University of Saskatchewan, because it's such a massive, I mean, on such a yeah. big scale in it. What, yeah. the, what are they doing up there? I mean, they say they're making a pan-coronavirus vaccine, but then they're also, and then they're also, it's connected to an animal vaccine. I think they want to make, they want to make a vaccine oh, for animals, too. Yeah, and yeah. To, they would just <laughs> want to... What a joke. What an absolute joke. I mean, uh, you that that started early on and you could tell that that was all marketed towards these, you know, these these pathetic women who run around with their with their chihuahuas in in baby buggies and stuff oh, like no, that, sorry. that they were marketing. Oh, you can you can go get a shot for your dog. You can go get a shot for your cat. And I was like, you have got to be just dumber than a bag of hammers if you <laughs> if you don't realize that that's completely fake. And they're just there. They want to, you know, just bleed as much money out of silly, gullible people at this point as they can. That's what the whole animal thing is. It's it's. And then, then they're going to tie, well, you know, for example, just thinking back to my previous life in, in the cattle industry, they'll probably start doing things like saying, you cannot sell market your cattle unless the cattle have been injected with X, Y, and Z. And then, then they're going to try to get control of the food supply and put everybody out of business. And uh, it's, it's never ending. It is never ending. They are 
they are not going to stop and people really need to understand that when these people these malthusians are talking about reducing the the human population by 90 percent they are deathly deathly serious they're not kidding around they want they want nine out of every 10 human beings dead right now as quickly as possible and that's what all of this is feeding into and then like i said satan wants as many of those people in hell as possible so it all it all ties together and the, so the, go ahead oh i'm sorry the the sine qua non of it all is you know is the aborted babies you know that's like the chain of evils that's it, it that's where it's like archbishop snyder, our bishop snyder said it's the chain of evils and it just gets worse and worse as it goes along i mean it's like they, they but it starts with the abortion and and that's what feeds the whole thing the whole industry the whole operation yep absolutely so our final little bullet point here is um it, it says is it fair to say that the abortion industry has colluded with big pharma to make itself necessary for the treatment of disease um and i think that's that's just the golden point of this entire episode certainly the abortion industry has has strategically placed itself to make itself necessary for the treatment of not just this disease, but ultimately they're going to say all human diseases. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, yes, uh, you see that in their scientific literature. That's that's, that's they use the oh, it's like oh, you have to have this. I mean, we have to cure these deadly diseases, and the only way we can do it is with uh, fetal research. You know, we have to have this. Yeah. Yeah. I think and the the study from the University of Pittsburgh that had the the scalps of aborted children implanted on mice um, that's an indicator to people listening to this podcast that what we're talking about these gruesome gruesome practices are not limited only to COVID they were happening before COVID mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is just our Lord lifting the veil and showing us what's been going on for a very long time. Um, and I do believe that the pharmaceutical industry is intri in intrinsic. Um, it's linked to the abortion industry and that um, people in military um, bioweapon research and people in the government at the NIH, all, all of this, they're all in cahoots, I guess, and it's satanic at its root um, yep. with, with child sacrifice. And yep. the only way to stop it is if we get the information out and people become more aware of this because as we've talked about, no one's really talking about this. Where's the USCCB? Where, where's yep. the bishops? You know, <laughs> don't, how about- You don't wanna about, know, you don't wanna know. <laughs> yeah, how about various, um, various pro-life groups? Yeah, who no, do we need no to call out here? No one's covering this. Who do we need to call out here? <laughs> well, well, the Columbia University, they, they have a program where they, they call it the um, personalized Im immune mouse, uh, and, it's, and it has the, it's all dependent, it, they, they use a fetal liver and fetal thymus to humanize the mice. And then and it's for each patient will have their own little mouse, you know, that has uh, their own little humanized mouse that they can use, they can custom design their treatments for. And they, Columbia University trained Chinese scientists from China in that te technology. 
So it's uh, that's that's the that's the wave of the future. So you each have your own little um, humanized mouse, mouse humanized with uh, fetal organs. And, so you and, you get admitted yes. to the hospital, and they're going to say, "Now we have to make one of these mice out of you because that's the only way we could possibly know how to treat you." But the, oh the my immune gosh. and the human immune system of the mouse it comes from the um, the fetal organs. So right. that that's going to be. Yeah, that's 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 the whole that's the new thing, I guess, right? That um, precision mouse models. Good grief! Okay, so let's name names here. LifeSite, have they done anything with regards to this? Well, I've I've tried to um, contact them many times. I try to email them, uh, tw tweet them, uh, direct message them. I can't get a hold of them. They did, and I mean, I and I send uh, I tweet my um, you know articles on their to their website. I mean, on their tweets, but they mm -hmm. they never respond. They have never responded. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so LifeSite needs to I be know they're very bombarded. Good about, they're very good about a lot of things, but maybe it's just I, I can't get it in touch with them, you know, but I don't, well, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see if we can't help you out with that here. Um, um, who, who else? Who, who are How about some other children of Children of God for Life? That used to be the go-to source for parents who were concerned about abortion links with vaccinations and um, various other medications. I don't see them covering a whole lot of this, but maybe no, I'm wrong. They they actually did change what they said about Regeneron. I think I, because I think you had a little dialogue with the I did with the someone there, I and, did, and, and, I did, and yeah, and, and, and I I had I had had dialogues with the um, the director and I mean his wife um, before um, they were made directors, and we were talking about humanized mice. We would direct message each other and talking about humanized mice, and she was very, very interested in it, and she was saying, she said, oh, my husband and I are going to do a whole, she, uh, this is what she said at the beginning of last year. She said, my husband and I are going to do a whole series on how humanized mice are used in, um, in all of this. And then they were ma suddenly made directors of Children of God for Life, and I couldn't get a hold of her after that. It's just like she just disappeared and she just vanished, and they never speak about. It. And I, I heard her on, I think it was EWTN, talking about humanized mice. I thought, oh wow, she's going to talk about it, but she didn't. She didn't really talk about it. She just talked about the HEK293 stem cell line, so she didn't mention it at all. And that was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. But they okay. did change their what they said about the Regeneron. They added. They they did, yeah. Yeah. So that was good. But they don't talk about the humanized mice at all. Right. Yeah, okay. So I, Who else? Uh, David Delayden. I, I've tried. I, I used to direct message Jim a, a couple of times, and I've tried to tell him about what was going on at the University of Saskatchewan, but I'd get no response. Um, I, I, so I don't know. I, I wish I could because I know he's like an uh, expert on all of that. You know. Well, yeah. But, I mean, this is this is his wheelhouse. This is this is what he, he, blew, he has, blew the lid off. Of. Right. He's uncovered that um, the University of Pittsburgh has apparently made itself, put itself on a mission to become a hub of fetal parts trafficking. They see this as a moneymaker for themselves, that they can um, collude with abortion providers in and around Pittsburgh. And then I, I believe one of their own hospitals actually is an abortion provider and they can traffic and sell these body parts. And he's exposed a lot of that. So yeah, the con Congress, um, uh, I think it was uh, S Senator um, Wash, um, what's he, oh, what's her name? Blackburn, Marsha Blackburn. She, oh, she yeah. did a mm -hmm. uh, an investigative, she investigated that connection between the universities and the um, abortion clinics. And, and it, it's a whole network. They, they just, yeah. they, and, and I think that's what's going on in the university.
Saskatchewan too, since they have 17 abortion clinics in the in the city of Saskatoon, which is only 30,000 people. Good you know? so they, grief! <laughs> so I think wow. that's. I, I know I looked up how many abortion clinics in um, Manhattan. There's only um, 15, and that's like a one point. I, I don't know how many millions of people there, and uh, one point uh, one and a half million people in uh, Manhattan, and they only they have 15 abortion clinics. So, and they are called the abortion capital of the world. But Saskatoon yeah. is, has beat them, and they only have 30,000 people in there. So, I think that's maybe the source. I don't know for sure, but that might be the wow. source of where they're getting all the, the the fresh. They need fresh fetal tissue to make you all their guys house. listening to this who live in Canada. Hello, what's going on up there? <laughs> Saskatoon is like the, I don't, something not good going on up there. <laughs> Man, okay. Um, who else? Anybody else on the list that we need to have the listenership? Charlotte Lozier. Uh, oh, well, yes, I've tried. Uh, uh, I've tweeted. You know, tried tried many times to to send her my. Uh, you know, tried to try to engage her in a discussion about her claims about the Regeneron, but nothing and as far as i know they've never re debunked i mean they, they've never re retracted anything that they said you know but it's so so clear that it that they were that they were she wasn't right you know she was just misinformed I, maybe she just didn't know but i tried mm -hmm. to send her a lot of information but nothing there but that that would be really good if she could retract that you know she's yeah. a good she's a very good person i mean she 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 um she wrote articles about the uh um covid-19 pill being um, tested with lung only mice you know she 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 did a really great article on that and she she investigated she found that they had used tw uh, tw 12 babies to uh, uh, fetal tissue lung tissue from 12 babies to test the um, COVID-19 pill and then I found out that they'd done a second study that the year before so they probably have used 24 aborted babies and I tried and so hard to get her that information but she just never responds so and to be clear that's um molnupiravir the Merck Molnup pill yes the yeah. Merck yeah pill. Yes. well the Paxlovid um that just the, the Pfizer pill that just got approved I believe also used or, or no they're connected to the MRC5 line which was um an abortion done in 1966 on a little boy um, and they took his lung tissue and used them to develop a fetal cell line um, that's also used in the polio and the chickenpox vaccines but I think the Paxlovid has connection to that fetal cell line I'm not sure oh, wow, also wow. the humanized mice maybe I don't know uh, I guess there's always another um, another trail to go down, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it seems to me at this point that we just need to assume that big pharma, being the the Luciferian monolith that it is, that they're they're just testing everything on fetal lines at this point. I I think if you handed somebody at Pfizer um, a a vial of distilled water, they'd probably say, hey, let's test this on a fetal cell line, you know? I mean, it's just, it's they're doing it just, just for the sake of doing it. I think they want absolutely everything corrupted. And again, this goes back to our point about the the primary actor and driver in all of this is Satan. And so obviously they he wants and they want everything possible, um, you know, corrupted in this way. Abortion so, tainted. Make everything abortion yes, tainted. Make everything, and and then and then as uh, you know that 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 
priest of the of the legion of christ oh, who's who keeps pushing all of these things and saying well then you can't take aspirin and you can't take this and you can't take that well that of course is false because human beings have been using aspirin for many 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 centuries it's not like aspirin was developed on the backs of of murdered children but it's the, and he's been completely debunked 12 ways from sunday on that but of course he hasn't retracted because he's legion of christ and they're those people are just psycho to start with um but <laughs> but well you know when when your founder was a pedophile you know i think it's still an important distinction for people to make because i have had people tweet at me and message me saying you know oh, ivermectin yes, yes, yeah you know ivermectin right. was tested on aborted children oh. ivermectin comes from dirt it was yeah. made from a Japanese dirt. Yeah. Um, and its its existence is not dependent upon abortion. If there's some mad scientist somewhere doing all sorts of clinically irrelevant tests mm -hmm. on aborted fetal cell lines using ivermectin, that does not make it abortion tainted on the same level as the monoclonal antibodies, as mm -hmm. the COVID vaccines. Mm -hmm. Like, I want people to be very clear that there is a nuance and a distinction here. And that particular priest um, is really blurring the lines for people in a way that is spiritually destructive. Yeah. And he'll he'll face our Lord at his particular judgment as a priest and responsible as a priest for everything that he's saying and doing. And uh, pray for him, pray for all of them, pray for all priests, pray and pray for all of these these poor, unfortunate people who willingly or unwillingly are trapped in the Legion of Christ, especially. What a horrible, wicked, wicked institution. Um, a racketeering organization, if ever there was one. All right, so let's see. We've got, we've we've gotten through all of our bullet points nurse claire what are we missing i think that's uh i think we've touched on everything we wanted but it sounds like julie your research is ongoing um oh, yes. and and the web is like we need to get you a giant dry erase board and a, and a video camera and you can connect all of these people because as you're talking in my mind i'm trying to visualize this is a gigantic web as you mm -hmm. said yes it's a Yes, very much. Yeah. Yes, um, it's a dark rabbit hole, and um, I do look forward to more information from you forthcoming as you try to unravel this. And may Our Lady, undoer of knots, may she help you <laughs> um, untangle this very wicked web. Oh, she helps me all the time. I mean, in the, in the middle of the night, I'll get this inspiration like, oh, do a Google search on this, you know, and so then I'll go downstairs oh. in the morning and I'll, I'll go and then it'll something wow. great, great will pop up. But, yep. but, but I'd also like to give a tribute to Bishop Schneider, Athanasius Schneider, he, who has been such a clear, strong voice, you know, on this and, and has, has explained the issue so well that you, that you that Catholics, uh, you know, and Christians should not have anything to do with the abortion-tainted medicine. That it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and and he he also what what really touched me is that he in one of his um, interviews he said he prays to the holy innocents, you know, that to, to, to mm. the children that were that have been sacrificed, and he he prays to them for for help and and guidance. So I, and they they, they ha he has a prayer that he wrote. I don't. I've been getting it in my email. A prayer to end. The fetal industry it's from the confraternity of fatima i think it is 
and it's, oh, it's send that to prayer. us. That's going in the that show, that's going yes. in the show notes, definitely. <laughs> oh yes, and I think he wrote it. I mean, it sounds like him. I, I'm pretty sure he wrote it, and it's just it's such a beautiful prayer, you know, and it's and it's a, especially today, you know, the feast of the holy innocents. Yeah, so providential that we're doing this today. So now, just to make sure everybody knows, and of course, all of this will be in the show notes. But your <laughs> your website is fetalindustry.com. And your Twitter handle is kind, e, and true. Or do you have any other yes. social media? I have. Well, accounts? I have a bit shoot, bit shoot channel where I okay. I've been making videos. So that's uh, it's fetal Ooh, industry. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that. Oh, so, <laughs> because I think it's hard for people to plow through all my articles. You know, I have so much uh, stuff in there. So it's uh, so I'm making uh, videos to make it a little bit easier to assimilate i hope <laughs> maybe it's not okay but what's I the name of that bit shoot it's, channel uh, fetal industry fetal oh okay the same okay yes yeah, so, so i'm going to do a video on the regeneron thing because i have like six articles on it on my it's hard to um just give people all these articles so I, i'm going to do a video which encompasses all of everything on regeneron and that's one, and i do shot. i do want people to recognize Julie has documented everything she's saying. Yeah. We are, you know, and you mentioned Alex Jones like earlier in the in the podcast and mm -hmm. I I do acknowledge we are surrounded by disinformation people on all sides. Um you know, we talked about Trump, we talked about DeSantis, Alex Jones, all these people blah 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 and we all have to pray for the guidance of the Holy Ghost and the wisdom um, to show us and to reveal to us the truth. Yeah. And Julie, you have gone to the original sources. You've gone to these people who are doing this type of research. You've pulled their articles and their used own stuff. their own yeah. words. Right. Yes. And so this this is demonstrable fact, guys. This isn't um, someone's speculation. This isn't opinion. This is this is the truth. It's yeah. the fine, we went to the fine print, you know, <laughs> to go find the, the little, the, the, the scientific studies. And, you know, I feel like I know some of these researchers now. I mean, they're, 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 they're doing ter terrible things, but I try to pray for them because, they, you know, they, they, somehow they got caught up in all that. And, you know, it's, well, you know what it reminds me of? I just posted that, that horrible video of that pharmacist and the lady goes in with the hidden camera and she and she basically he he hands her the the um the insert that's supposed to be in the in the death jab packaging and he says oh no all the all the studies everything all the information it's all right in there and she says well why don't you open that and he opens it and it's completely blank and he and he's you know sitting standing there stuttering and fumbling and well I, I shouldn't be giving you these I shouldn't be giving anyone these vaccines but I was told to so and it's like, oh my goodness and I I just think <coughs> that a lot of people are probably like that pathetic pharmacist who are who have not done the due diligence obviously who have not read read the package insert or even opened up the package insert and bothered to see that it's completely blank um and have not done anything close to what you have done julie in and digging and research researching and finding all of this stuff and it's guys i'm telling you that all of these companies are 
they're open to the point of almost being braggadocious about this. If you I look think at it's just at, a matter of time before. Well, you know, the Biden administration rolled back the um, fetal ban, uh, you know, the ban on the fetal research. So and it's just sure. a matter of time before it's all right, right on the open. I mean, right. I mean, it has been like hidden. I mean, you really have to look really hard to find this stuff. But 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 I don't think that, I think that's going to change. I think it's now that they've um, conquered COVID or almost conquered COVID with the help of the abortion industry. They're going to they're going to say they're going to be proclaiming that to the world. Oh, the abortion industry, you know, that the fetal tissue research that's Saves what saved your us, life. Yeah. saved the world. Oh you know, so, it's so, so now, satanic. It's so inverted. But, you know, the exposure is going to be largely in part to you, young lady, Miss Julie. Oh, well, God I, bless you. And I, I had so much help from the people on Twitter, my friends on Twitter. They, they encouraged me and they give me great ideas and they help me see the big picture. Also, like David Knight, you know, I don't know if you know who he is, but David Knight, I was on his show and he interviewed me a couple times and he, he gave me a lot of insights too. I mean, he processes information so fast and then he gives gives you gives you the great, the, and, and so you, I mean, you do this, you do such a great job with that. I just kind of get immersed in the details, but sometimes I miss the big picture, but you're excellent at, at, uh, at providing that. So thank you. Oh, I learned, from, I learned a lot tried. from you too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can connect, you can connect the bigger dots, you know, I connect uh, the little dots. And, <laughs> yeah, or like, I like to do, I've always liked doing uh, jigsaw puzzles, you know, and so it's, it's, it's kind of like a puzzle, you know, just go all these little pieces, you know, so, but, uh. yeah, the one little piece by itself is just completely random and has no meaning and doesn't look like anything. But when you put everything together and then step back away from it, it's, it's See, a beautiful picture. Uh, so, yeah. That's where you're, you're very good at that, at, at seeing that, that finished picture and like where, where it's all leading, you know. <laughs> Well, we try and, and I have the network of support with Nurse Claire and Dr. Beep and and um, and Vanessa and, and of course, Super Nerd. Never forget Super Nerd that every, you know, we're all just working together. We're here in the church militant and we're all just working together and supporting each other and helping each other, which is why Nurse Claire said we've got to get Julie on and oh. we made it happen. So. Oh, well, I so, so appreciate being able to come on and, and spread the word, you know. Oh, and what a coming. providential feast day. I still, yes. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck oh, on that. I know. <laughs> it really is amazing. I, I, didn't, I didn't put that together until either. And that's, that's this beautiful thing. And that's what um, Bishop Snyder, you know, he's always has, has talked about that. So um, I'll send you the prayer and that, that, that you'll, you'll really love that prayer. It's, it's perfect. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes. Guys, the show notes on this one are going to be like, <laughs> are going to be like an entire page of the of the blog long, but we got to get all this stuff out and um, encourage everyone to share this with everyone that you can to send this stuff to those organizations that we mentioned who should be jumping up and down on top of this life site especially life site would be would be number one to get this in front of people oh yes i just wanted to get it to bishop snyder too i mean because he's he's his whole focus is on the hek 293 stem cell line he he's never mentioned the humanized mice so far mm -hmm. that i can tell and i, I think if he knew about, about that yeah. you know yeah. he, it would, yep. I, i'm going to send him some of my articles i think i'll mail it to him so, <laughs> so at least he'll have it so absolutely nurse claire concluding thoughts I just admire you, Julie, and the work oh, that you've done. You. And uh, I thank you very, very much. I think that um, you're certainly being used as an instrument by God, and may he bless you. And oh, as I said, so may, may our lady undoer of knots untangle this <laughs> grotesque web. Um, and 
as Anne said, you know, these people need desperately need prayers. We know that our Lord from the cross said, I thirst, meaning he thirsts for souls. He wants mm-hmm. their souls. And, you know, may the sunlight disinfectant that you're shining on this very dark work that they're doing, may, may this be a source of grace for these people and may they be converted and repent. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we'll forgo the normal wrap up. Um, and we will simply say thank you once again to all the listenership for all your support. Wish you a very, very Merry Christmas tide. And we'll be back with you again after the first of the year. Thanks, guys. I'm Ann. God bless. And of course, super nerd, never forget super nerd.